Tanya's in LA. Boo-hoo. Welcome me. Yeah. Justin's here. So obviously, the, so we, this is all about changes. This, it's all about change. This, Welcome we, to season two of We're Totally Not Okay, the podcast where Kaylee tries to tell me what they used to do, and then I don't do it. <laughs> Welcome to We're Totally Not Okay. Guys, we're switching. gonna add formatting sections and other sections and fun doohickeys, but we haven't thought about those yet. So for now, we're just gonna hit record and figure it out as we go. <laughs> All right, our audience members wanna know what is going on. We have obviously a new co-host. Tanya's down in LA. Justin is, let, let's get to know Justin. You're stepping in your Fucking! I got big shoes to fill. Take it out. Yeah, I mean, just swear a lot. <laughs> ah, shit. <laughs> um, you do. I'm. I'm really excited. There is a part of me that is really like so sad that Tanya isn't going to be regularly on every episode. But I'm so fucking excited to see. I'm already taking over the f bombs for her. I'm Yay. so excited to see where she's going because she's a magically oh, unicorn. She's gonna crush it. She's crushing it already. She's just ugh, love that girl's energy. And so now she's bringing it down there, down in LA. And you have been bringing the same kind of energy all around the world recently. Let's we'll get into what kind of work you do and what you, uh, where you are now. But I also want to talk about how you got there. I want Yay. people to know who you are. Who am I? Yes. Jean Valjean. But, so, I gotta do it every time you ask me you, who I am. <laughs> <laughs> it happens a lot, guys. If no one gets my references, <laughs> nine times out of ten, they are show tunes. And that's where you come from. We were gonna talk about your schooling. And oh my god, that's such a good segue, and I didn't even plan it. Segway man. Have you ever done a segue tour? Have I done a segue <laughs> tour? No. <laughs> Have you? No, but I would like to. Moving on. Done. Um, great. Who are you? Hello. My name is Justin Van Lee Sout. Um, That's spelt Van Lee Shout, but pronounced Van Lee Sout. So Mm -hmm. not to be confused, it's actually Dutch, and it means Justin from Lee Sout. I am the Justin from Lee Sout. So if you find another Justin from Lee Sout, I got issues. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. What do I do? I guess now I would call myself a producer because I produce things. You do. I do. Um... You ha- you just but I don't know. Yourself. I know I did just label myself, and it's weird. I don't like it. Right? That's why I make all the every once in a, Every once in a while, someone's like, oh, my God, you're an artist. And I'm like, I would never call myself that. It's a That's a weird label because it's a broad umbrella. And while I feel like it's sometimes safe because we do a lot of different things, we wear a lot of different hats. True. It's... <sighs> so vague. It's so vague. But I also just think of, who's the painter that chopped off his ear and painted ceilings of God knows what? (laughs) Yeah. I just think of that with artists, and I'm like, I don't lay on my back on scaffolding painting roofs. Oh, wait, I thought you were associating madness with, so painting, fine painting. Yes. Same thing. (laughs) Yeah, true. Accurate. So, what do you do as a producer? Oh, God. This is actually a question that to this day, I don't think any of my family actually understands when I try to answer it. Um, 
I do any and everything that needs to be done that's, is the short answer. That's the role of a producer. And every producer has a different job because they are literally the glue, the cement that fits around everything yeah. else. It's like, I just make sure that the ball keeps rolling. Yeah. And so some days that means I'm a cameraman, which I absolutely detest. Oh, no. Am I touching something? No. Nope. You gave it the look. I, I was just Kale's looking. gives the table a look when I start... She hates the sounds because she wears the headphones. Well, we have shock. She wears the headphones in our relationship. (laughs) So some days that means I'm a cameraman, which I do not enjoy, but have been told that I have an eye for and just need to learn more about cameras. So Mm -hmm. if anyone wants to teach me about cameras, I should probably learn. But I am a photographer. Yeah, great. Sign me up. Done. (laughs) But like big video cameras? Oh, not that. Yeah. I'm a photographer. A photographer. Photographer. Some days that means I am writing pitches to get series picked up. Some days it means I'm working on negotiations of contracts and selling content. And some days that means hiring people or writing paychecks and doing location scouts and making sure that there's a makeup artist to make whoever I'm talking to not look like a giant tomato on TV. Aww. Yeah. You're so sweet. It's my job to make everyone else look good. <laughs> it's a it's a big role. It, kudos to you. It's, it's so fun, though. Oh, I love it. You're a good problem solver. I'm also freakishly organized. Like, really a lot. Like. Very, very. Very, very. Like, you think, think of the most organized, like, Mary Kondo episode you watched, and then multiply it by 10, and that's where I'm at in life. Guys, I just gave Justin the passwords to all the social media and email and all such, and it's already, all of a sudden, my inboxes went from 1,900 unread emails. (laughs) To none. Literally none. Literally none, and alphabetically organized. (laughs) Thank you. Right now, a project I'm working on is a document documentary uh but there's gonna be more info about that when it's actually relevant and you can actually watch it because that'll be fun Mm -hmm. but yeah back up to where we met uh so the job before i had this one was working for a company in toronto that produced for hgtv Mm -hmm. for those of you who aren't aware it's the home and garden television network um which means that i pointed at houses and said more Sofa. I don't know. I whatever. <laughs> wow. And you didn't stay with that job because Yeah. That's a long story. But <laughs> in the process I ended up getting the opportunity to produce a lot of digital content and work on kind of all these digital platforms and got hooked up with YouTube, which is how we met. We went to a YouTube party together, but separately, but together. Yeah. I mean, it was separately and then we were together by the end of the night. Yeah. We were salsa dancing and everybody loved it. It was like spotlights were on us. by everybody, I mean, I don't even know who was watching because that night is a blur. Yeah. Anyway, so I went with my friend Jenna and you brought Tanya. Mm-hmm. And that's where, yeah. So I think that we were also talking about- I took photos about- for you guys. You took both, yes. And I had to text them to you, which is why we had each other's phone numbers. And then I got somebody else's phone number for you that night. We oh my God. Just, like, passing oh, around numbers. Yes, because we left early <laughs> yes. because I was not in any condition to remain. <laughs> and there was this really handsome human. Mm hmm. And I didn't want to talk to you. You were on your way out. So Kaylee did it for me. Yeah, that's interesting. You were shy. Okay, are you normally shy? Because I'm like, I'll get it. Not normally, but like, I'm not, I don't really seek out relationships. I'm not a, 
I need to be in a relationship. Though deep down, I really do want it. I know. But like, because well, you were half joking on your way out. You're like, get the number for me. And then I walked out and I'm like, yep. Yeah, okay. I'm told to do something. I'm like, okay. My new best friend. I do what you want. Excellent. <laughs> like in the morning, you woke up to a text message with his information. Oh, no, he Instagrammed me. Yeah. Because you gave him right. my Instagram. Right, right. Yeah. Anyways, it's fine. Yeah, no, I don't tend to be shy about things, but I also don't. Uh, I don't want to say I don't value it, but it's not high on my list of priorities right now because I, I don't live a lifestyle that would... Be conducive for starting a relationship. Right now. Yeah. Yeah. I live out of a suitcase because I travel the world filming things, which so is awesome. You can have all the relationships. I can have then. all of them. Yeah. In different countries. I don't want that. That seems like effort, and <laughs> I don't want to text people, so... <laughs> Oh, okay. Are you are you a phone caller? Do you hop on the phone? Oh god, no. I want as little to do with my phone as possible. I the the times that I actually respond like quickly, I'm on my laptop. That's like the only time I am actually like Yeah. If I'm if it's in my Me phone, too. like I see it, great. There's an address I need to Google, great. I don't want to be on my phone. Here's a question then because I've realized for myself, I'm the same. Yeah. I, I if I'm having like lots of rapid fire communication, it's cuz I'm on my laptop. Um, which is why I also don't like messaging on Instagram or platforms that are oh, not I on my laptop. You can get it on your laptop. I'll teach you. Oh my God. I'm so happy <laughs> that you're here. <laughs> okay. But do you process those messages, that conversation differently when you are on your phone versus being on your laptop? Oh, what do you mean? Like, do you, I find that I think more about like I'll craft I'll be wittier I'll care more about how I say things when I'm on my phone oh. as opposed to on my laptop I'm I'm multitasking I'm multitasking I'm doing a lot of other yeah. things I'm like I don't fucking care I'm not trying to be cute right now what are you sexting me here you go here's a dick pic <laughs> oh I don't have a dick pic this is somebody else I found it online <laughs> joking sort of <laughs> but I care more if I'm on my phone like it almost Weird. has more meaning if I read it on my phone even as opposed to having it pop up on my computer I would say I care more on my laptop really yeah my laptop is like the hub of and that's why I'm like super crazy about I'm, I'm a big advocate for the zero inbox if it doesn't work for you I'm not going to push it on you but like I just I love how you're like looking me deeply <laughs> no, in the soul I, when you no, say I that just, no because I know that for some people it, it just doesn't work for them yeah. for me it's like a to-do list that somebody else makes for me yeah Oh, God, I hate what you said. <laughs> Stop it. I love it. I don't have to think about the tasks I have because that's the top three emails in my inbox. Fair. Fair. Right? I just let the anxiety build up. And yeah, I'm like, great. you can't control me. Yeah. And then I shut everything yeah. off and I run. But then I also like organize all my files and stuff. So normally when people are texting me, they usually want other information that's somewhere else. And that's all on my computer. Hmm. Instead of if I'm on my phone and you text me like, hey, did you post that thing? Like, let's be real. I, I don't want to do it on my phone. I'm going to do it from my laptop. Do you post everything from your laptop? Absolutely. Okay, so my I life do, is changing today. I do nothing except like Google Maps occasionally. And I'm trying to do that less. I deleted all my fun apps. Like, I'm, I, I have a horrible phone. It's super old. It takes really shitty pictures. And my mom keeps being like, well, your birthday's coming up. I'll buy you a new one. And I'm like, no. Like, I don't want an excuse to be on my phone. I don't like being on my phone because it's slow and shitty. Wow. And that's good. Okay. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. I mean, I get I it. I don't like being reachable. My phone also never makes noise or vibrates ever. Mm -hmm. So, like, you can call me. If I'm not looking at the screen, I will not see it. 
I so rarely put my ringer on now. Like sometimes I'll put the vibrate back on. Mm -hmm. I don't like it. Don't interrupt me. I will look at you when I want to. And until then you will wait upside down on this table. That's, I'm working my way towards that. It's really nice. I highly recommend it. Like in a future episode, we talk about how I'm getting better at talking about say no. Yeah. I still let some some of my technology guide me. I mean, we still do. We still. Yeah, of course. And I'm still, I still pick it up and text people. Like mm-hmm. there are exceptions to the rule, of course. Yeah. But I had my phone on my windowsill the other day and I literally, I had, I had a conversation with it <laughs> out loud <laughs> from okay. across the room. Hey, Siri. <laughs> no, not even. I, I don't, I don't have that activated. I had a conversation with it, it, like this weird moment where I'm sure other people, if they were here, they would have put a straight jacket on me. But I heard a ding. The ring was still on, and my like my body just started moving towards it. And I stopped halfway across the room, and I'm like, "Oh, what do you think you're doing to me?" Like, I, no, I but actually full blown conversation yeah. out loud with this inanimate object, being like, "Well, isn't that fascinating?" And I literally stood in the middle of my studio space here, and I, I'm like, "Okay, what's happening? What is this relationship between you and me? Let's talk about this." And I won't do that. I won't have that conversation with any human, but I will with my mom. Be like, "What's our relationship? What is it? What is this?" (laughs) But that's why I think I really enjoy being at my laptop too, because it's usually when I'm sitting down trying to work. Like this is the time that I've dedicated in my day to give other people energy. Yeah. The minute I close my laptop, I'm on me time. Fuck off. Well, that's good. (laughs) Like you have boundaries. It's funny how. You know, yeah, there are certain people who, if I don't message them back right away, like, you're one of those people. If I, if I'm busy and I realize, like, oh, he'll get to it, like, I saw that it popped up and I don't message you back soon, I do feel a little bit guilty. Do you? Yeah. You should never feel guilty with me. I, unless it's, like, something I need right that second, you can take a week. I will remind you if I think you've forgotten about me at some point. Yeah. Well, no, but, but like, thing, I do not care. I know you don't. And I think that that's why I value. I'm just like, but I want, I, I, I will put into that relationship because I know that it doesn't like, I'm still free. <laughs> I can take a week. So I want to give you. Wait, so the freedom actually restrains you. Yeah. I'm weird. Yeah. That's know. strange. Is it? Yeah. A little bit. Yeah, those who, okay, I'm a Leo. What do you want from me? If you push me to do something, I will revolt. But if you give me the space, I'm like, I'm yours. I mean, I'm also a little bit of a workaholic. What? <laughs> who? Me? No. Um, Why are we friends? So I think it's even more important in that sense, like, I will spend too many hours in front of my laptop working, but at least when I close it, I'm done. Yeah. That's pretty good. I've been getting better with that, especially doing so much yoga now Mm -hmm. and how meditation has changed my life. I remember the first time I did it, I'm just like, what is happening to my body? I can't sit. Like, I could not sit still. Mm -hmm. I couldn't. Where my mind was going, I'm like, how do you just sit? How do you do nothing? And it's become a daily routine. It's beautiful how that's actually part of life now. I'm like, how how did I ever live without that being part of life? Mm. It's changed everything. Everything. Have you always had those boundaries? Um. Ooh. No, and I definitely go through phases. See, this is the other issue with romantic interests. Mm. They're usually the exception as well. Oh, this is fascinating. So... I will be on my phone nonstop and I will feel that addiction and I'll feel like I have to, oh my God. So I was recently in Australia for work. Mm -hmm. I kid you not. I was in this town. It's, 
Anyways, I'm trying not to get into too much. Into, I have to. It's fine. <laughs> right now, I'm working on a documentary where it's about education reform. That's all I'm going to say. So I was in a sleepy town in Australia filming a school. Right. And I was staying in like a beach shack, like a surf shack getaway in Australia on the coast, so just cool. south of Melbourne. Mm-hmm. And it didn't have Wi-Fi. What? No. It didn't have Wi-Fi, and I was... Did you die? No, no, I didn't die. Well, just wait. <laughs> I didn't need it. I Like, I told my bosses, like, don't have internet at this place. I'm going to be out of touch for a week. Like, told everyone that I'm not really going to be around. Like, I'm off the grid for a week filming surfing. And everyone was totally cool about it. They were all like, yeah, great. Like, the emails will be there when you're ready. Like, do your thing. Yeah. We trust you. Go. And I was like, great, amazing. But I went and bought a fucking Australian SIM card because I was flirting with a dude and I wanted to be able to text him over iMessage. Of course. And I've... Why do we do this? I've never been more angry with myself in my life. I literally spent, like, every second just, like, waiting for when I could go back to the shack to text on my phone. And I and then, of course, like, a month goes past, things blow over, not so, not yeah. so hot on him anymore. And yeah. now I'm just like, what the hell did I do? I was... On the beach in Australia. How many times do you get to go there? And I spent it waiting for my phone. Whatever. That was your experience. It's Uh, what you had. Let go of it. Don't uh, don't beat yourself up. Don't like being young and naive. But that's what... (laughs) I want to be young and naive again. (laughs) Taking a new leaf turn. I am so fascinated by this space in the mind where... You're one of the most rational, level-headed people that I know. And I consider myself... Yeah, I'm like, yeah, I got a lot of emails I haven't opened. But (laughs) by choice, I know which ones I need to open, and I fucking open them. But then it comes to those matters that are inexplicable, that are not rational. The things that we do, we're like, why did I buy a (laughs) SIM card in Australia? Yeah, why? But why? Like, I'll never figure it out. I find that, and I don't want to perpetuate, you know, my past patterns and stories that, you know, you try to let go of. Um, God, in a future episode, again, I think you call me a heartbreaker. I'm not. I'm... <laughs> yes, I've... Which one is that? Oh, God. Wait. <laughs> you were all here. of them? All of them. <laughs> shush, shush, shush. I, I know that... And I try to find high vibration language to talk about the things that I, I want to move towards as mm-hmm. opposed to the things I'm trying to leave behind. Like, what's the point in, in still talking about the things that you don't want to carry? But this is something I think I'm still working through where... I, I love that feeling when you do meet somebody that you you want to buy a SIM card for. <laughs> I'm never going to refer to it as anything else now again. Is he SIM card worthy? And when he is... It's like the bar. Yeah. <laughs> Some people have a 10-point system. We have how many days of data on a foreign SIM card are you willing to haul out cash for? It's 2020, baby. <laughs> also, what is a SIM card anymore? Um... But when when you are when you have those urges, those things that you're like, I can't rationalize this shit. I've been trying to not I think in the past I would like 
repress that or I would resent the person for being able, it was almost like they had this power over me. I'm like, you're a fucking witch. You put a spell on me. What the hell's going on? How come you have the ability to, and I gave that power by saying you have the ability to just go like snap your fingers and all of a sudden I'm thinking about you like you're controlling my thoughts. Yeah. So I, and I take pride in my ability now to be able to create that separation between myself and my thoughts and um, manifest what I want and guide my thoughts and be a witch and cast my own spells and have, you know, the studio space I manifested, that couch I manifested, like all these things. Yeah. I'm like, cool, playing with the universe. What do I want? And it pops into my life. And it's, a, it, it's, it's, um, it's empowering. It's an empowering feeling to be able to just create that space, that mind space for yourself or to feel like you have a certain kind of, I don't know, control, I guess, but that's the wrong word for it. But so when you find somebody who's SIM card worthy, and I don't know if worthy is even the word that like works for this, but when you find somebody who disrupts that pattern, mm-hmm. that stability that you have it that's what creates the butterflies in the system that's it's exciting it's oh, so but i exci- get so mad at myself for it thank you and that's I what i don't so want to do mad at myself for it but that's where i worry because i used to get mad i would get mad at them i'm like no you don't get the control i oh, know it's fully my fault oh well maybe i need to get there <laughs> <laughs> no it's not great don't go <laughs> blame them blame them much easier <laughs> No, but in the past, I would, like, resent them for that. And yeah. so I'd push them away. I'm like, no, 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 no. I need to be able to make myself feel like that. And and just the fact that I feel like th- that I'm giving that power to mm-hmm. you, I would, like, resent them and then not text them back or whatever and run away. Um, and still looking for higher vibration language to talk about that. But I think I am getting a little bit more... Um, I don't know, comfortable or even just excited at that feeling to, to be able to just sit in it and be like, Oh fuck this. And and maybe, maybe I am not texting the back for a day or whatever, but you're, that feeling is mine. I'm like, Mm -hmm. okay, cool. I'm taking that back. I get to experience that. Cool. Yeah. It's because of this person, the interaction, Mm -hmm. the chemicals that are swirling and it's just chemicals inside your body. If you want to think about it in that way. So being able to just sit with that and be like, cool, ride this wave. Cause there are waves that don't feel so good. Hi. With three eyes is a dating app with icebreaker games and quizzes for creative and interesting people. They're games that give you something to talk about and a sense of personality slash humor. You know, you get to just like back and forth with someone that you're potentially romantically interested and you go, I like that answer. I don't like that answer. Let's talk about it. Yeah. And if you don't know what to talk about, you can actually just start off by taking our quiz, which we designed. It was a ton of fun. You know, you get to answer questions like, now that you're an adult, you're a failed cake shop entrepreneur whose easygoing charm offsets a dampened sense of self-worth. Or are you smarter than your boss? Or running out of weddings to crash. Or still one of North America's best bachelors. Which one are you, Kaylee? Number four. Oh, excellent. Obviously a bachelor. Yep. <laughs> Crushing it. If you want to check out this quiz, you can visit high.com slash not okay. That's high with three eyes, Not two, not one. Three, because she extra. Hi. We met at YouTube when I was basically producing home content, mm-hmm. house renovation, interior design, that stuff. Yeah, that gave you butterflies. It did not. <laughs> Meeting you did. That's what I love about. Yeah, the job did not. And sometimes 
you say yes to jobs and they they take you to those places yeah. and you meet other people and you start connecting and creating other things. Yay! Is that what you listen to when you just, like how do you make the decision to say yes to a job? What's been guiding you oh, God. and where did like you started in theater school? Oh. Oh, let's go way back now. Next. <laughs> Number one, I didn't guide myself. I was pushed out of my mama, and my mama went, you cute, you going in a movie. And so at six months right. old, I was in my first film. Yeah. Yay, congratulations. Um, so yes, I am part of a union. Thank you very much. I will be striking that line from my contract. I pay my dues. I pay my dues. I actually do pay my dues, even though I have not really done anything since I was... An adult. Are you still full actor? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Wow. Don't know why. Anyways, basically did like (laughs) a couple, whatever, did the little child thing here and there. But my parents were actually really good about trying to say, this is not, we don't want this lifestyle for you unless you choose it. So they tried to limit it. I, I enjoyed it. So they tried to create those opportunities here and there. But they also made sure that I was getting opportunities to live a normal life. Yeah. Um, so then at some point, I really got into theater and performing on stage, um, which I haven't done in years and years and years, but absolutely loved at the time. Um, so maybe I'm going to have to revisit that one. But basically from there, I grew up in a very, very small town and towards high school, my life was not so hot. Northern Ontario. I didn't play hockey. I sucked at football. I was the weird artsy kid who was either filming things or singing and dancing on stage or et cetera, et cetera. Um, So you can imagine how that one goes. At some point, too, I had made this short film with my mom that actually was at TIFF. I won some directing award as a child director for TIFF. Who the fuck are you? I know. It's absolutely hilarious. We should watch it. It's I want to see it. It's so funny. Um, <laughs> it's so funny. My dad and I are in it, and, like, our dog is in it, and it's cute. Anyways. <laughs> and you won TIFF. <laughs> and I won the TIFF. <laughs> uh, but basically from there, at some point, high school was going really shitty. Uh, I don't think my parents really knew specifics. I also never really talked about this with my sisters, but I think my middle sister kind of had some inklings. Though, again, it's never really been discussed. And so at the time, though, my mom just recognized that I was going to a music camp over the summer and a lot of my friends were going to a special performing arts school in the city and I got really excited about it. And she knew that what was currently going on was not working and that I was excited about this other thing. And so she basically turned around overnight and said, instead of saying... Like, let's talk about whether this is going to happen. She went, let's talk about how this is going to happen. And it happened. She drove to the city every weekend to visit me. I stayed with family friends in grade 11 in their basement. And then in grade 12, I had an apartment with another student who was doing something similar. But I went to a specialized performing arts school. Amazing opportunity. Love that I have it. Oh, my God. I'm still going. I can't believe I'm, you're just staring at me and nodding. <laughs> I love it. No, because I'm getting details oh. that I actually haven't heard before, oh too. Oh, my God. I love this. Ah, okay. Um, Drink more tea. Yeah, right. <laughs> Went to this school. Uh, it was a great experience. I met a lot of really, really cool people, but it was a bit of a double-edged sword. Um, it became very clear to me in my senior years at school that it didn't really matter how much talent you had. Or, or how good you were at something. It was more about who was the favorite that day. 
Oh. And it was just, it turned into, for me personally, I know there are other students there that were totally fine, but for me, I think it really turned into a toxic environment. Mm. It was very much attention-seeking for all the wrong reasons and and feeling cast aside constantly, even though you were getting this and this opportunity. Like, it just never felt like enough, and it was never satisfying. And so I made a very conscious decision uh, when a lot of my friends started applying to theater schools and performance programs. I didn't want anything to do with that. A lot of it's, like, famous that ESA Part 2 is just Sheridan. And most of my graduating class went to Sheridan. Hmm. And I went, absolutely fucking not. Yeah. And so I basically, I decided to go to Ryerson. The reason why I picked them, you're going to love this. One sister went to Western and was like, rah, 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 Western. The other sister went to McMaster and was rah, 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 McMaster. I literally chose Ryerson because they had the least school spirit. That was my reason. (laughs) I was like, I don't want any of this. I want to be a wallflower. I want to just kind of not have to buy into something. Uh, I just wanted some me time. And so that's what I did. I took a general arts degree the first year at Ryerson, the first term in first year. I was in a program called Creative Industries. Absolutely hated it. It was pitched as kind of like a business meets the arts world. Um, But it was the first year of the program and I was not down to be a guinea pig. So basically one day I had an elective course that I really, really respect and admire the teacher. Still do. She's an absolutely amazing woman. Walked into her office one day, was like, I don't think I can continue to do this program. What do I do? She sat down, was like, sounds like you want to do this. We're going to move you into this program. And this is how it's going to happen. And it happened. So basically, by the second semester of first year, I was in a different program. Absolutely loving it. Um, What was your program? So then I changed into arts and contemporary studies with a major in cultural studies and a double minor in marketing and advertising. That's not a mouthful. I don't know what is. So you need to pick up the slack. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Really slacking. Yeah. I was an overachiever. Um, (laughs) To make matters worse, I was bored in university. I am very fortunate in the fact that my parents helped foot the bill, so I didn't have to really have a job. I did usually in the summer, and in my later years, I did keep a job, but for my first my first year at Ryerson, I was bored, so I ended up taking like seven or eight courses a semester, which is literally double what you're supposed to do, just because I could, and I did. Of course. And so because of that, I could have graduated in three years, but I still wanted to graduate with my friends. So in third year, instead of doing a full schooling year, I actually technically, in the university's eyes, I went on an exchange. I didn't have to pass any courses. I didn't even have to enroll in courses. I did for shits and giggles, but I basically just moved to Europe for a year and had a blast. Wow. What'd you do in Europe? What didn't I do in Europe? (laughs) (laughs) What was like on paper officially, what was your exchange? On paper, I was just doing a a humanities year at Tilburg Universiteit in the Netherlands. Oh my God. If you're ever presented the opportunity to move to Europe, I highly recommend it. Yeah, very different culture. 10 out of 10. Well, my sister went over. Wine at noon. Can't complain. (laughs) (laughs) I say we bring it over. (laughs) Yeah, came back. And then after university, that's when I started job hunting. Kind of got 
back into the idea of flirting with the entertainment industry, but knew that I couldn't be in front of the camera or I wasn't ready for that at that time. Mm -hmm. And so I started looking for like PA jobs and stuff like that. And eventually got my foot in the door with the company that was doing all the interior design stuff, just as like their social media digital coordinator, which eventually led me into production and they included me in some opportunities there and here we are. And here we are. Here we are. Now you're on a podcast. Now I'm on a podcast talking in a ridiculous voice. If you could now, like, do you have, do you have an idea of the direction that you want to head in? And are, do you feel like you're on that path now? That's such a daunting question. I don't feel... I'm daunting. You yeah, know that. <laughs> I don't feel like I've ever had a clear idea of what I want. Hmm. I d- there's not, there's no big picture in my mind of I'm done when I have a house in Malibu sipping champagne with Lauren Michaels. Like that, that picture. Are you reading my diary? <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> um, <laughs> like, yeah, that'd be fun. That'd be dope. Sign me well, up. I don't but necessarily... like, if life takes me in a different direction, great. Like, I'm totally open to that. It's not. I kind of flitted here and I know that I keep coming back to the same industry and I keep coming back to storytelling because it is what I'm passionate about. But my role within that doesn't matter. Yeah. I I don't necessarily mean like um, what are the physical manifestations of your (laughs) material world, like picturing yourself relaxing after it's all done. I I think I'm more interested in the stuff that like before that you want to get done, like the projects, the ideas, because you have so many of them and it sounds so much lately. It sounds so much like you are, um, the, the writer in you is continually expanding. Like your, your mind doesn't stop and you have, Right now, you have a really great series idea. So, oh my god, yeah, uh, ripping you off. Yeah, <laughs> yeah done. Fine. That needs to be. Who's saved. gonna write it first? <laughs> that might be the motivation I need to actually start writing. Great, but you also are you are talented when it comes to picking up cameras. You are talented when it comes to producing. Like you can literally, you'll hear this in a future episode when we sit down with Shard. We literally just praise you the whole time. It's so uncomfortable. Uh, the yeah. other thing to know about me is I hate compliments. You can literally go anywhere. So like the things that you want to create. And that's my favorite thing, I think, to know about people. Oh. I want to know what you want to create. And I think because we are all artists, like we're all, that's what it means to be a human being. You're just, yeah. you're always, you're creating. Mm-hmm. Even if it's just uh, taking a shit, you're creating something. You know what I mean? Like in a biological <laughs> You know what I mean? You're always, that. that's the most basic drive I think is just to cre- procreate you know but yeah, yeah. if it's a script or a bit like those are mine those are gonna be my babies what is your favorite thing to create and oh. and what um, not necessarily like Marshall McLuhan the medium is the message and you have to choose your medium but it, do you can you see that sort of vision for yourself like if you could sit down right now is it a series do you want to write do you, do you want to be in front oh, of the camera? So again? I really struggle with that because I enjoy so many. I think every job that I've done, whether it's camera work or editing or being on screen, there's one aspect I absolutely adore of it, and then there's the other aspect that I cannot stand. For me, it's not about locking down one. It's about being able to do more than one. I would go crazy if I had to sit and write every day. I would not be able to do it. The reason I get passionate about ideas is because they're far and few between. And so 
the medium and more about the message. I think too, especially with this job, the, the documentary that I'm currently working on, it's the first time that I've really encountered in in the industry. And I know like these things exist all over. So it's not it's not an anomaly. It's just that it's the first time that I've got to do something that I didn't realize I was passionate about. And it's huh. it's the subject matter. I mean, it's education reform. I'm not a teacher. I'm not a politician. But it feels like the product could have real world implications. So you and, just want to make the world a better place. And that to me is super cool. But if we're talking about like strictly, if you were like, what medium do you want to do? Like if you had all the money in the world and you could do whatever, I would want to be like a, like a, not a painter, but I really, I've always wanted to be able to sketch. I'm horrible at it. I make myself passable with it because I can turn it into a graphic and edit it on a computer afterwards. You just showed me something that should be another one of our logos. It's awful. You're not... No, it's not. No, but if you saw the sketch, it looks nothing like it. But I'm good at taking it from the paper onto the computer and then manipulating it into what I actually thought. Uh, Yeah, you're a digital artist. I am. I'm also... I really, really enjoy... At one point when I was living in Europe, basically we had just these dorm rooms that were empty white walls... Like, it was just a white room. And so I went and I bought painter's tape. And I took a Sharpie. It took me fucking hours. I don't know why I didn't just buy black painter's tape. Anyways, I Sharpied all of the tape black. Like, I'm standing there Sharpieing the tape black. And then I put it up on the walls and, like, made little vignettes and scenes out of it. That, to me, was so much fun. And I wish I got to do more of that. But I... Do not consider myself at a point in my career where that is a sellable asset. My sellable assets... You can market that. ...tend to be more in film and that stuff, which is... And I still love it. Like, I love both of them, so it's not... It's just something that I don't do very often that I really enjoy when I get the chance. That was a really long ramble. I'm Sharpie so sorry. tape. Oh, my... Okay. Well, the sharpening was a lack of foresight, but <laughs> you learned from your mistakes. It sounds like you needed to go through that meditative process anyway. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. We can never be sure. Uh, we can. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's esoteric. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. And it also kind of answers part of the question that was still in my head about, like, okay, but the medium part, not necessarily the message. Like, yeah, you get back into your body. You want to pick up, like, this physical thing that you can interact with. The kind of art that you're making is, yeah, I think it's telling. I think it's very telling that you, you know, there's still something you want to create with your hands. I do. You want to make something visual. Well, you can. I do. (laughs) But this is a very different form of art that you are creating in right now. Like professionally, you mean? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because you're 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 not sharpening tape. You're (laughs) well. Depends on the day on set. (laughs) Fair. Absolutely fair. Sometimes that's what's required. Yep. You're a great problem solver, and it, the, the part of your brain that, you know, there's a new task at hand, something that you've never been challenged with before, your brain just snaps on. So, it, how many times have you sharpied, ta- I'm going back to sharpie and tape, oh, yeah, yeah, but fine. not necessarily like the sharpie of the tape, but the, but yeah. the art for, form of art that you were creating with tape on walls. <laughs> how many times have you done that to know that that's such a passion for you? I'd like to call this piece tape on wall number three. (laughs) So I did the first one in my bedroom, which is, it's actually, it was a bear, a geometric bear. 
Mm-hmm. There's another long story behind that, but that's fine. Do you have a picture of it that we can post as your one cool thing for this episode? Sure. Okay. Sure. Fair. But I actually, because I did it in my room, a bunch of friends asked me to do it in theirs. So at some point, I did a wolf for one of my roommates. I did dolphins for another girl. I don't think I have photos of the wolf or the dolphins. But yeah, I've done it a few times. And recently, I was just in Miami for fun to get away from my laptop and sit on a beach. Did you buy an SD card? Did I what? Buy an SD card. Why am I buying an SD card? Did you buy an SD card when you went down? Because you bought one in Australia. Did you have a fling and have fun? Oh, an e- oh, a SIM card, what? not an SD card. Oh, I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> I need to buy an SD card. That's no. my my. I did not buy a SIM card in Miami, and that's why it was great. But they have this district called the Winwood Walls, which is where a bunch of affluent um, young artists typically african-american and shunned from the art community would go in graffiti and so it's this massive district in miami that is just like every corner you turn is more graffiti more graffiti more graffiti and now i'm obsessed with graffiti and i really want to learn how to do it so someone give me a wall i have walls great wall of china here i come yeah i mean my you don't want this graffitied no, I no. like this brick. I just would want like a shitty wall outside that I could like paint a couple times, get get a feel for it, and then actually like do something cool. I really, really like that idea. Yeah, I, 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 I'm dead serious. I actually like every time I go somewhere, you know, on Airbnb, how they have like the Airbnb experiences. Yeah. I almost did. I didn't have time for it, and I was kicking myself. But in Australia, there was like a learn how to graffiti oh. thing, and I almost did. I was so close. But is there nothing like that in Toronto? I haven't looked. That's on me. That's that's on me. guys. That one's on me. I can't help me. you there. But I could help. I you. don't want to do I'm it in the winter. Research. Let's be real. I want to do it in short shorts, listening yeah. to music while it's like thirty degrees outside. Yeah, I'm a fair weather graffitier. You want to have Sue those me. eighty headphones on? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> we have so much more. There's so much more that I want to unearth with you. I feel like we will in future episodes with other. But we do. <laughs> We've already recorded some of them. <laughs> but. I'm I'm really excited that our audience is starting to get to know who you are, Yay. and we're going to hear so much more from you. And you're traveling around the world, so you're going to probably be having some interviews at other places that I'm going to have to listen in, and we'll record wraparounds afterwards. Yay. I don't know if I've spoken about this on uh, the podcast, but my grandfather recently passed, and my father's been cleaning out his space. He found, he, he just gifted me something that he found that my grandfather has had for a very long time. It's actually sitting right there. Uh, it's one of the original mics that he used when he, he used to do ham radio. Uh, he, he used to build radios. He was an incredible engineer. He built part of the missile guiding system for the Avro Aero and built something on the CN Tower here in Toronto. I can't remember. <laughs> But he gave me one of the mics that, well, I guess it was the only mic that he found there. I haven't actually found the right cable that connects to it, but I'm so dying to hear, pardon the pun, (laughs) what it sounds like. Granddad, if you're listening, I want to find a cable to see what that sounds like. I think my one cool thing is um, that that memento that I get to hold on to, but also the weird moment that I had when I was reading it, I'm like... Oh my god! I play with mics. Just kind of a cool connection, like things I never knew about him. My one cool thing, which is less of a cool thing, I think we need to change it from cool thing. I think it needs to be like an impactful thing. Yeah, cool's fun. 
Well, my cool thing is going to be the Toronto Shoe Boy. And that's all I'm going to say about that one. Oh, you can't tease them like that. Why? Look it up. Okay. Fine. It's fucked. <laughs> oh, you want to plug anything? Oh, yeah. Do we want to plug anything? Hmm. There are things in the descriptions that you could look at. <laughs> Probably, but we don't even know what they're going to be yet. You can also feel free to share this episode with a friend and discuss your worldviews on potato salad. Let me know what your favorite show tune is in the comments below, because I'll listen to it. And then maybe on a future episode, I will try to serenade you by singing that show tune. Do so by either writing words, like writing a comment or emailing, sending a message. If you can record yourself singing that show tune. Oh my God. We need to, I need to show you Anchor. Oh, okay. Because people can also submit bits. I know. This is... (laughs) Listen, guys, I'm going to set us up on some new things. It's going to be exciting. Uh, yeah, so that'll be You're going to be able to sing in our episodes. Oh, my God. Yeah. Do you see what I'm saying? If you like this podcast, you can support it by subscribing to it on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. You can also leave us a review. Which sincerely helps us. Which we love. Come hang out with us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And send us your questions, recommendations, and cool things at we're totally not okay at gmail.com. Learn more about how you can lend your voice to this podcast and join us on an episode by looking at the link in our description. More information can be found at anchor.fm. Thanks for listening to We're Totally Not Okay. That's okay.